You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is Zach the Milky Way Batista. Zach, <laughs> how are you doing, my man? I'm doing actually quite good. I had a bomb-ass ice cream cake from Carvel's before I came up here to record. Was it so. fudgy? Yes. It was fudgy? Yes. Fudgy the whale! You know I lost the bet to, you know I lost the bet to our good friend Tom, and I have to get a fudgy the whale tattoo on my butt? Really? Yep. How? And I still haven't done it. That I... was two years ago, I think, we made that bet. Damn. What, what was, if I may ask, what was the bet? I don't even remember. I think it it wasn't even a bet. It was like, you ever play the game, What Are the Odds? Yeah. <laughs> it was that. Um... It was One of the Odds, you get a Fudgy the Whale tattoo, and I said, like, one in a thousand or something like that. I said something, like, ridiculous, and we still somehow, like, landed <laughs> on the exact same number. Oh, my God. I think I said one in a thousand, and then somebody counted down, and me and Tom both like said something like seven or some shit like that. Oh my god! <laughs> I can see. And I got got so bad, so now I gotta get a fudgy the whale tattoo on my butt. Well, at least when someone sees that, they'll be like, "Why do you have a what?" You know what? Actually, I don't know if it's on my. I think it's just. I think the stipulation was just a fudgy the whale tattoo. I don't well, think I don't think a location was specified. Well, regardless, I think it's just if somewhere. It, it'll be a fun story to talk about. Yeah. I still haven't got like I said, I still haven't gotten it, but I'm gonna I'll get there. Sounds like a pretty interesting tattoo. I've seen I've seen much worse tattoo ideas on people. What the, you think you know, what fudgy the whale is is isn't a good tattoo idea? No, I think it's a good I think it's good. I'm saying that it's a good idea and there are much worse things you can have tattooed on yourself. <laughs> That's true. I wanna do something funny with it though. I don't want it to just be like a, I don't want it to just be like a portrait of Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> I want it to be, like, something funny. I'm just imagining, like, a fucking, like, water-painted portrait of Fudgy the Whale now on you somewhere. <laughs> like, like, the, like, it's like the, the really, it's like the, the painting from Ghostbusters where the guy's, like, looking really regal and, like, has yes. armor on, except instead it, of the guy's face, it's just Fudgy the Whale. Yes, exactly! <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> anyway, what a tangent we just went on. I'm down. Fudgy the Whale is sick. Fudgy the Whale is sick, and Fudgy the Whale is delicious. Mm-hmm. My friends brought me a Fudgy the Whale cake the, y- y- last year for my birthday as a reminder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, why? To make, sure, to make sure that it's still in my brain that I have to do it. Anyway. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. We aren't here to talk about Fudgy the Whale. This isn't the Fudgy the Whale podcast. Ooh, ideas fudgy for the, uh, fudgy membership the, thing. Fudgy the Whale cast. Fudgy the Whale cast. We talk about all the different versions of Fudgy the Whale and how if you just turn Fudgy the Whale sideways, it's their Santa cake. Oh, my. Did you know that? 
No. That to, to make their Santa cake, they just take all the leftover Fudgy the Whales and just, like, turn them sideways. And it's just, like, the tail is Santa's hat. Well, shit. Yeah. My mind has been blown. Yeah, literally, it's just, like, the same, it's the same exact mold, just turned sideways. <laughs> huh. For, like, their Santa cakes in the in December. Fair enough. Very, it's very, it's very, uh, very cost-effective, I guess. Uh-huh, indeed it is. It was a funny bit on Mystery Science, on a new version of Mystery Science Theater 3000 that got, it got rebooted, or it got rebooted, like, years ago by now, but, um, there's a bit where they did that, and they were, like, if they had a clock, basically, yeah. and every uh, section of the clock was just a different way to turn Fudgy the Whale to make <laughs> it a different thing. <laughs> and it was really funny. I, ma- I can imagine they that. Had, like, turned, like, they had it, like, turned, like, diagonally, and they made it, like, a cornucopia for Thanksgiving. It was a really good bit that I really liked. Fudgy anyway. the Whale, everyone. Yeah, anyway, we're here to talk about wrestling. Who who would have thought we'd go on a five-minute Fudgy the Whale tangent? Who would have thought it? Indeed. Uh, but we are here to talk about wrestling. We are here because me and Zach have brought you back more matches from the NDCs. We have come back from our, our journey, our weekly journey, out into the independent seas to bring back matches that you should check out. And, Zach, I think I got some good ones this week. I got some good ones, too. Uh, well, why don't you kick us off and tell us what you brought? I brought... Max the Impaler going against Hyann at Ring of Honor. And then nice. I brought Mysterious Q going against Moose at Reality Moose. of Wrestling pay-per-view. Reality of Wrestling versus Impact. Ooh, very cool, very cool. I what brought did you bring? To, oh, I brought to the table this week. We got Savannah Summers taking on uh, Mickey Fortune in a street fight from a promotion called Riot City Wrestling. Ooh. And have we done that from there before, right? We have done Riot City Wrestling before, yes. Indeed. It's been a minute, though. Yeah. Uh, and my next and my next match, I brought Matt Mikowski taking on Matthew Justice uh, at Paradigm Pro Wrestle at Paradigm Pro Wrestling at their event called Paradigm Terminal Combat. Nice. Uh, and this is a uh, uh, Terminal Combat match, so we'll get to what that means later. Dude, you just you just going all in on the fucking hardcore stipulations for October. I Listen, think. remember when I, remember when I said before we started recording yes. that I'm trying to get ready for the Hammerstein show, yes, the Hammerstein I do. Ball, GCW's Hammerstein Ballroom show. Mm-hmm. I'm going in on that GCW style of wrestling where it's like, who fucking cares? Bring out the tables, bring out the chairs. It's all I, fine. I mean, fair enough. It's always fun when they bring out more weaponry to hurt each other with. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, who started off? And then, of course, we have our surprise match, which we which we will have to wait till later to figure out. And I won't put it in the description this time, <laughs> so it'll really be a surprise. It'll the only ash. way to figure out the only way to figure out this surprise is to listen to the episode or to follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, who started off last week? You did. All right, Zach. Why don't you kick us off with your first match then? All righty then. We're gonna start with uh, Max versus Hyann. Okay. For the TLDW for you guys out there, this is a good, solid wrestling match between these two. And I was overall very impressed with the evolution of Max's look, which already looked great the last time I saw them. Which was, God, like, third, fourth episode, I think, of this podcast. I did a Max the Impaler match. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I took away from it was, man, Max is a really cool look. They've now gone from 
a road warrior to a wasteland monster, and I love it. Additionally, they also do a really good job of being like a feral person because they don't really speak. They just grunt and just scream, and I love it. Sounds about right. There was a uh, Max the Impaler match I've been dying to see. Uh, it was from the. It was from Enjoy Wrestling's Night Moves, which happened oh. on October eighth, uh, which will be debuting on YouTube the day after this podcast goes live. Oh man! Not a promotion, but hope I can find time uh, to watch that. Max the Impaler takes on MV Young for the Enjoy Wrestling Championship, and I really want to watch that match. It's got to be a good match. I really want to watch that match, <laughs> and you will tomorrow. Hopefully. uh, Yeah, on day of recording. Or on day of release tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So, Stu start off this match with a classic Colin Ebel tie-up. But after Max throws Hyan off of them, they separate for a moment. Hyan tries to then knock Max down to the mat with a running, with like a shoulder tackle twice. But they, the the tackles just have no effect on them. And she just keeps bouncing off of Max over and over. And she kind of panics for a second. Turns and goes to run the ropes again because I guess in Hyatt's mind she's like, "All right, if I hit them again, they can't just reflect it a third time." But this time, Max just grabs her by the hair and just yanks her to the mat and blocks her in a waist lock. Hyatt struggles and squirms in this hole until she finally takes Max to the mat with a drop toe hold and then locks in a front face block. Except like a bull, Max tries to use their strength to buck her off of them, but to no avail. And eventually, Max just clubs Hyatt in the stomach, which knocks her off of her back into the ropes. They then body slash splash her before the two separate once more. Defiantly, though, Hyatt goes back at Max, ducks a swipe from them, and then tries to snap Mare Max. When that doesn't work, though, she yanks their face down and then mercilessly knees them in the face. Like, she kind of, like, has her, like, she's holding them kind of, like, in a side headlock. And she's like, okay, well, if that's not going to work, I'm just going to fucking kick you in the face. Fair. While Max does shove her off of them, Hyan immediately counters with a dropkick, which knocks him to the corner. Max, though, then counters uh, her Irish whip with one of their own. And as Hyan goes to the corner, she jumps over what she thought would be Max. Like, she just, like, the back jump over, but she jumps over nothing because Max just stopped in their place and watched her do that. Great. And as she's like, wait, what the fuck? Max just clubs her over the back <laughs> of the head with a fucking lariat. And then they just proceed to decimate her for a while. Just all over the ring. Beat, grind her down. They're predominantly attacking Hyan's back during this. Hyan did a fantastic job, in my opinion, of selling this, by the way. Just in absolute pain. Not a fun time at all. I would imagine. Eventually, uh, Max has Hyan in the corner, but Hyan gets her foot up and kicks Max in the face. And gives her the opportunity to get to the bottom rope and jump onto Max's back. And locks Kicking somebody in, a, in the face is a good strategy that never fails. Never fails. Locks them in a sleeper hold and stubbornly refuses to let go. Max okay. is forced to use a backpack stunner, which breaks the hold, right? Nice. Except then High End pulls a fucking Undertaker and just sits right back up and locks the hold <laughs> back in. It was like some shit out of Shayna Baszler's playbook where I was like, nope. I was just like, I would be. Not that yet. Yeah, Max is just like, the fuck? So this time Max gets up and is like, okay, I'm not dealing with this shenanigan. And they just throw her over their shoulder to break the hole so she's now in front of them. And the two separate with Max then falling back into the corner and High End just laying on the bottom rope. Max Jeez. charges at her, 
but High encounters that by drop toe holding her onto the middle rope and then just immediately kicking the rope into their throat. Feeling the momentum swing in her favor, High hits them with a combination of strikes and a running splash, but she just cannot knock Max over. She just. She's getting frustrated, so she goes for a fireman's carry, but she cannot lift Max up. So Max then lifts her onto their shoulders, though she does wiggle out of it and throws in the face into the corner before hitting an absolutely filthy looking knee to Max's face as they're just laying in the corner at this point. Damn. And yet that still isn't enough to put this monster away. So, you know, I, I, I kind of expected that. High end goes for an elevated double chicken wing, which is kind of like, um, the chicken it's, wing, um, just the name of that move will never fail to make me laugh. I'm double chicken wing. It's basically uh Beth Phoenix's finisher. If you know what that is. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the, gl- the glam slam, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you for actually remembering that name. Cause I was sitting there. I was like, what the, f- what was this name? I get. Yeah. So Max uses their strength to just break their arms free. High end then goes for a clothesline, but Max ducks it and then drops her with the Uranagi into a backbreaker. Nice. They then lift high end back first onto their shoulders and then jump in the air and drop her back first onto their shoulders as like her knees as their knees hit the ground. Oofa doofa. And it picks up the win for them. Nice. After the match, of course, Max has to abide by the Code of Honor, so they grab Hyan's unconscious hand and give her the most lackadaisical handshake I've ever seen. <laughs> and the most, the most I'm doing this because I have to thing ever. Yep. One thing I... I I'm just, just doing... I'm just here so I don't get fined. Pretty much, yeah. Just... It was a very solid match. I really liked the character work between the two of these as well. Like, Max felt like a legitimate monster from the waist. And a high end did a really good job of acting as the underdog, doing their best to overcome the odds, though granted it didn't work out in the end for her. Bummer. Yeah. So, but hey, match. seems like a cool match. I'm in, I'm into it. What what's your uh what's your rating on this one? I'm gonna give it a meh. Nice. Didn't All hit right. the high meh, but I'm impressed. Max certainly improved their craft from the last time I saw them wrestling. There were a lot less clunk there were actually not really any clunky stuff. Oh, I mean about it. the last time we watched the last time we watched Max. I know. Was a so long I came into this with like some Kind of high hopes of like, all right. I really hope that like they Im- did they improved because their look is fucking sick. Look them up; it's awesome. Yeah, and like I said, hey, tomorrow night, th- mm. eight eight o'clock, I think, on their YouTube channel. I Go check out right. Enjoy Wrestling. Maxi Impaler taking on MV Young. Nice. All right, Mikey. What's what's your second? What's your first match? My first match, we got Savannah Summers taking on Mickey Fortune. From Riot City Wrestling in a street fight. Oh, baby. Uh, this t- this match starts off directly as the bell rings. There is no there is no love <laughs> lost between these two. These two do not try to feel each other out and like get a feel. For- they just immediately just start. They bell rings. They just start wailing on each other. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like. I dig it. These two again go right after go right after each other as soon as the bell rings. These two just charge at each other and start beating the crap out of each other. Uh-huh. Uh immediately, Mickey hits a few forearms on on Summers, takes her to the ground. Mickey runs out of the ring, goes starts going for weapons right uh-huh. out the gate, right out the gate. Uh, she goes for many weapons. She gets trash can lids. She gets chairs. She gets. Uh, I believe a kendo stick, and she gets a skateboard. Uh, hold on, wait, what? Oh, skateboard, skateboard, and a table is the last one. But yeah, a skateboard. 
Just like a regular skateboard. Not like a Darby Allen skateboard where it has the tax on the bottom, just like a skateboard. Huh? I mean, I've seen odder things in street fights and such, so okay, I'm down. I would say, we literally, didn't we just have a fight where someone hit, each, hit somebody else with like a plastic horse they got from under the ring? A plastic horse that looked off and came off of a Ferris wheel, yes. Uh, not a Ferris wheel, yeah. a carousel. <laughs> Ferris wheel. <laughs> Fucking Ferris wheel, that would be... So, right, right out the gate, uh, Mickey just gets a bunch of weapons. And nice. she's, with all these weapons, she throws them in the ring, then she takes the table, she starts setting the table up on the outside. Uh-huh. While she's setting the table up on the outside, Summers comes from behind and attacks Mickey with a kendo stick. Ooh. Starts beating her down there while she's getting the table set up. Uh, and then, she beats her to all the way to the top of the stage. Oh. Uh, so, they they fight all the way to the entrance stage. Start fighting on the stage. Uh, like, Summers, like, throws Mickey, like, off screen for a second, and she's, like, taunting to the crowd, like, yeah, I'm the best, who wants to see her get hit with this kendo stick? And then she turns around into Mickey just, like, running into her with a chair. Oh. <laughs> I was expecting just a kick to the face, not a fucking chair, but No, right. M- Mickey just, like, runs in with a chair and just, like, hits her in the gut with it, and then just, like, bashes it over her back. She throws the chair... Throws Summer down the stairs. Summer's down the stairs of the, the stage. Mm-hmm. Summer's is like woozy, like off off the side of the like off the front of the stage. She's on the ground, and Mickey's still on the stage. Uh-huh. Then Mickey just runs off the stage and hits Summer's with a crossbody. All right, from from off of the stage, which is dope. So they they fight uh, towards the merch booth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, fight toward the merch booth. Fight into the fight towards the crowd. Uh, once they start getting towards the crowd, uh, Summers, like, grabs Mickey by the hair, and she tells the crowd to move out of the way. Uh-huh. So the crowd, like, scatters and makes, like, a little opening, and she takes Mickey and just, like, hucks her into the seats. Oh, my God. There's, like, a whole row of chairs. It's just, like, a whole, like, these... she's just in a pile of chairs now. Yeah. Uh, and then she, uh, they get back to, they get back to, like, right next to the ring. Uh-huh. Uh, they like they make their way out of the crowd. Mick, uh, Summers takes one of the chairs that was like in the crowd. She sets it up, puts mm-hmm. Mickey in it, uh, and then backs up, backs up, backs up. Uh huh. Takes a deep breath, runs at her, and hits a crossbody while she's in the chair. Nice, nice. Yep. Summers grabs trash cans, throws them in the ring. Uh huh. And while Summers is getting in the ring, uh, or while Summers is like throwing those in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey comes around, takes Summers down. On her way back in the ring, throws her in the ring, mm-hmm. kicks her, kicks her while she's down a little bit more. Then she takes the trash can, sets them up in either corner, both trash cans. Ooh. So she has one trash can like lodged in each corner, like opposite from each other. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and then she goes to like Irish whip Summers into the trash can, mm-hmm. but then Summers like turns around and reverses it. But then she stops. But then Mickey stops and turns around and tries to reverse <laughs> it again. And these two just, like, neither of them can throw each other. And then at one point, uh, Summers just, like, pulls Mickey in and, like, shoulder blocks her. And Mickey, like, stumbles into the trash can. Ooh. And she, like, she like doesn't, like, fall into it hard. She just, like, stumbles into it and is like, oh, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, she's a little woozy. And while she's woozy, oh, no. Summers just, like, backs up and runs at her and hits a shotgun drop kick and just... Oh. Just directly into the trash can. Oh my god. Sends Mickey, sends Mickey flying into the trash can. Jesus. <laughs> just fucking wrecks her. It was awesome. 
Sounds awesome. Then, while Mickey's down, Summers goes to grab that table that was on the outside of the ring. She brings it into the table. Yeah. Uh, and while she's setting it up, while she's setting up this table, Mickey is back to her feet with the skateboard in hand and just smashes it over her back. Oh. Breaks the skateboard clean in half. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it, like she hit her, and then the skateboard was just broke. Just <laughs> ridiculous. Skateboard was like, nah. Yep. Just one one shot, it was over. Yeah, so she, she gets hit with the chair. Uh, this doesn't really knock her down, though. The two start fighting again. Uh, Summers is able to hit a code breaker. Nice. Uh, on Mickey. And then, while Mickey's down, she goes to the outside of the ring again, goes under, grabs, like, a big street sign. Okay. Like a like one of those big diamond, like, you know, road work ahead signs. Yeah. Grabs one of those, lays it on top of Mickey, uh, and then she goes to the top rope. Uh, but while she's going to the, t- while she's on the top rope, Mickey just jumps to her feet with the sign in hand and goes, uh, huh, and just wings it, <laughs> just w- wings it at Summer's head, and it just goes, boom, <laughs> and just domes Summer's with it. Oh my god. Uh, so Summer's is out on, the, like, completely out on the top rope. She's like, like, literally, she looks like she's passed out, but just sitting on the top rope. Ah, uh, Okay. So while she's out on the top rope, Mickey uh, goes under the ring one more time. Mm-hmm. And Zach, oh, no. she grabs that famous little baggie. Ah. What's inside this drawstring baggie, you may ask? She opens it, turns it upside down, and look who it is, our friend the Thumbtacks. Oh, Classic. those Legos. I wish. <laughs> Every time somebody turns that bag over, I'm wishing for either Legos or gummy bears. Wait, gummy bears. We saw gummy. I saw gummy bears once. I think it was on this show. I we think... watched a match where someone, instead of using thumbtacks, there was just gummy bears in the bag. Was it like the fans bring the rules match? That was um the fans bring the weapons match. The I weapons match. Maybe. That was that was um that was Ar Fox against uh, Romero, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think because right. that bag had like bottle caps in it and shit like that too. No, it was Ar. It was it Romero or was it? Oh, wait, was JT it? done? It might have been done. I'll look it up. You you continue the yeah. match. I'll look it up. Anyway, so uh, Mickey gets the tacks out, spills them all over the ring while Summers is on the top rope. Uh, Mickey goes up to get Summers in a suplex in a superplex position, but uh-huh. some Summers is able to fight fight out of it, slide through Mickey's legs and get her in a power bomb position. Uh huh. To which she grabs Mickey and power bombs her directly onto all the attacks. Oh, God. Absolutely brutal looking. That's... Go, that's goes so... for the pin. Mickey kicks out. Oh. This one's not over yet. Summers picks Mickey up, goes, puts her in like a uh, Death Valley driver position, goes to slam her into the attacks one more time, but Mickey's able to fight out, uh, gri- she's able to fight out, grab a trash can lid, and just dome Summers over the top of the head with it. Mickey finally gets that table set up. Oh, uh, shit. Finally gets that table set up, puts Summer on it, takes the trash can lid, and just starts beating Summer's head in with the trash can lid. Oh, my Until God. she just stays on the table. Well, shit. Summer's awesome. out, out like a light on this table. Mickey heads up to that top rope. Mickey hits a frog splash, sends, sends Summer's through the table, get, goes for the pin. One, two, three. And Mickey, uh, Mickey is able to win this match. 
uh, with a frog splash through the table. Damn, bro, that's not brutal. Yeah, Mickey Fortune taking down Savannah Summers. This match was great. Uh, it was short. It was sweet. It was violent. Uh, which is basically three check marks for matches Mikey loves. <laughs> short, sweet, to the point, and lots of violence. Uh, so yeah, I was in on this one. I'm gonna give it a high meh. I really enjoyed it. These two really just kicked it, kicked the shit out of each other. And like I said, there was no, there was no bullshit. You know, it was like mm-hmm. there was no like there was no like rest hold spots. There was no like them walking. There was no like the chain wrestling we always see of them trying to feel each other out. This one gets directly into the action. They immediately start fighting. It's back and forth the entire time, and these two just destroy each other. Nice. By the way, it was Romero. Ah, oh, all right, cool. I knew we had an AR. We did have an AR Fox JT Dunn match, but I guess it was just a regular match. I think so. Anyway, that's my that's my first match of the night, Zach. I believe we are on to your next one. All right, let's do Q versus Moose. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll be real. I wanted this match because I saw a, I wanted a mysterious Q match, and I haven't seen a Moose match like in months, maybe even a year. And everyone was talking about how I great thought, Moose I thought you were into Impact. My dad isn't Impact. So I hear about Moose, but I've not watched a Moose match in its entirety. Gotcha. So I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll watch a Moose match. It's a couple years ago, so it's not current Moose, who is jacked out of his mind. (laughs) But I'll take a Moose match. And uh, TLTW, this is a great match. These two did a really good job of meshing each other's styles together, and they added on to the overall story of the show, which I'll get into right now. So this match... Well, this entire card is part of a reality wrestle- of wrestling versus impact show where they're trying to get the the, uh, the show that competitors win the most matches wins. Okay. So at this point in the card, the score is one to one with one with re- reality of wrestling, I think, taking the tag team match and impact taking the women's match. So these two are basically trying to it's the rubber match between them before they get to the main the rest of the cards. So they're trying to give their team the advantage. In this case, the heels seemed to be the impact, while the faces were reality of wrestling. Which is very apparent at the start of this match. These two go for a handshake, <laughs> and Moose just brazenly flips Q off. I was just like, you asshole. The two then lock up, and Moose quickly takes control with a side headlock. Q then Irish whips him into the ropes, but instead, Moose then knocks him to the mat with a shoulder tackle. He then runs the ropes, but this time, Q is able to hit two huge arm drags on him. However, on the third one... Moose has gotten wise at this, blocks it, picks him up, and then hits a series of massive chops to Q's chest. Third time was not the charm. Nope. Too many times at the well, as I think it was JR with or JR or Tony, or maybe Excalibur would say. Someone would say. Yeah, it sounds about right. So Moose then gloats, of course, because he's like, haha, I fucking got him. And then he runs the goes to run the ropes, but Q cuts him off with a head scissors, only for Moose to kip up off the floor. And they just kind of stare each other down for a moment here. Kind of like a, alright, I see how it is now. So Moose then charges at Q, and Q throws him into the ropes, jumps over him, rolls forward, in order to jump up and drop kick him as he's running the ropes, which sends him to the outside. Moose then does the classic heel maneuver of spending as much time as he can on the outside, using the ref to ensure that there is no way Q is going to attack him when he gets into this ring. You know the class, you know it. Crowd's like, get in the ring. He's like, fuck off, it's my time, I can do what I want. Yep. You know, yeah, it's like, listen, I'm the one wrestling here. Get out of my face. You paid I'm doing to watch this on this. my time. Yeah. 
Finally, though, Moose eventually does get back into the ring. The two of them lock up, and Moose, of course, grabs at the eyes and mask of Q as he shoves him into the corner. He then picks up and delivers a decisive chop. He picks. He then picks Q up and delivers a decisive chop, but surprisingly, Q just fires back with a chop that's equally as strong. I was not expecting that out of Q, to be honest. I was expecting the play up Moose being a the stronger of the two, but props to Q. Unsurprisingly, though, this only pisses Moose off, so he just punches Q in the face and then slams him face first into the corner because if you got a problem, folks, just punch it in the face. And then tries to throw Q into the roast, but Q hangs on. <laughs> this to message them. is not endorsed by Indy Waters. Do not punch your problems in the face. <laughs> true, true. Actually, though, <laughs> so Q hangs onto the ropes after he's thrown into them, and then he drop toe holds Moose as he rushes to him, and then he uses the ropes to springboard crossbody Moose on the outside. He then throws Moose into the ring, goes through the ropes, and then Moose runs at him, pretends to slip, and as he is quote-unquote, slipping, he kicks the ropes right into Q's balls as he's just, Ooh. like, flying. He's flopped on the ground. The ref's like, oh, my God, are you okay? He's like, yeah, man, I think I slipped while Q is just in a pile on the floor in the ring. Oh, no! I actually really liked how innovative and hilarious this was. I've never seen a heel just pretend to slip and kick the ropes. Oh, no, I fell. Oh, God. Wink. And the ref turns like, what the fuck happened to you? And it was like, no, 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 you don't need to worry about that. I like how I physically winked at you through the camera as if the audience could hear us. <laughs> I mean, I did us. air quotes, so. <laughs> so. I mean, you have to, it's like, it's like when we do things like this, we just have to audibly say air quotes or wink. <laughs> <laughs> Winky wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> anyway. So, following this up, Moose hammers down on Q while he's down before throwing him into the corner so hard not only does Q bounce off of it and fly into the middle of the ring, but Moose actually falls over onto the mat. Damn. It's peak of what I told you last week, where you, you Irish whip someone in a wrestling game, you do, throw it so hard that you're, you just fall on the ground, too. Yep. So then a particularly loud fan of Q starts to trash talk Moose, so Moose trash talks back at them because Moose is an asshole, <laughs> before hitting massive chops on Q in the corner again. He then goes to the opposite corner, charges the Q, but Q flips over Moose and then sling blades him. Woo, nice. Q then sounds off with his own impactful chop and then sevi- several heavy forearms to the face, finally getting some payback on Moose for all those uh, strikes he's had to take throughout this match. Mm-hmm. Moose then goes for his discus Larry finisher called the Game Changer, but Q ducks underneath it and then hits him with a massive German suplex. Nice. As Moose recovers in a corner... Q hits him with a running, jumping back elbow. However, as he goes to run the ropes to follow this up, Moose cuts him off immediately with a European uppercut. And then just when you think Moose is in control, he goes to Irish whip Q. Q counters that with a handspring kick to the back of Moose's neck. Like, he handspring, bounces off the ropes, and smacks Moose. Back of his neck, Moose is down. He then lifts Moose onto his shoulders into a torture rack position to go for his signature move, the F-16. Or is his finisher? I couldn't find this, unfortunately. But Moose elbows his way out of that, throws him into the ropes, and then the two just collided to each other, but neither one drops. So Q Damn. runs at Moose again, and they hit each other. They collide again, except they hit each other so hard that the impact legit sounded like one of those, re- like, you know, like a chop. Like, it's crisp. You could hear it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was literally like that sound when the two of them hit each other. They, had, they ran into each other that hard. Oh, the best ones. And neither of them fell either. Damn. I, I was like, fuck me, we're just, we're going in now, I guess. <laughs> so, 
Q then hulks up, like, right in Moose's face, so Moose just pokes him in the eye. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Q, you summer, sweet summer child. Why would you do that? It's like, don't even try it. Yep. So Moose goes and runs the ropes, and then Q wipes him out with a lariat, lifts him up to that torture rack, and then hits him with the F-16, which is basically a blue thunder bomb from a torture rack position. Damn, and okay. yet somehow Moose kicks out, which actually surprised me because I thought that was his finisher. <laughs> I was like, well, shit. All right. Let's, I guess Moose is winning it. So Q then goes for his finisher, the Q cutter. But Moose has this scouted and blocks it. And with Q in his grasp, he ripcords Q, goes hit the game changer. But Q then super kicks the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, like spit flying the whole nine yards. Nice. Immediately after the Moose boots Q in the face, runs up the corner, and without stopping, like he turns backwards to crossbody Q, and Q catches him midair and hits the Q cutter. Damn. One, two, Moose kicks out again. What? Actually got a wait, what the fuck reaction out of me, immediately followed by this match is fucking awesome. Nice. From a state of absolute shock to getting dead serious, Q then takes off both his wrist tapes, goes after Moose, who's currently in the corner, but of course, as Q approaches him, Moose pulls the ref in front of him to shield him. So Q pulls the ref away, and he deals with the ref, turns around, Moose goes for his spear finisher called No Jackhammer Needed. <laughs> Fucking love so much. I love Eddie Jam at Goldberg. <laughs> I love... I just... I read that. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. But Q kicks him in the face. Then Q goes near Moose. Moose picks him up. Hangs him up over the top rope. And as Q's is tr- Q is trying to get his air back... Or trying to get his breath back... Moose cuts him in half with the no jackhammer needed for the win. Nice. This match is fucking awesome. It would have been funny if... Uh, Q kicked out and he did a jackhammer. I swear to God, I would have fucking... After the no jackhammer needed. He just fucking... He just does your next to the camera after the fact. <laughs> yeah, uh, this match... Like an, yeah, sounds awesome. Honestly, I think I might... I, like, part... I'm gonna give this match a mark out, but I know well, damn well that this match... I probably will get a lot of high mess from people, but I really like this match. Like, mm. I was emoting, and when you emote in a match, that's when, like, that's my, like, sign of, like, oh, yeah, this is a fucking great match. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best when you like find yourself like popping off, mm-hmm. and it's like ah, there it is, that, that markout cu- feeling. That fucking cue cutter, man! I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ! And then he kicked out, and I was just like, what am I? What is my life? What am I watching right now? That's this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude, it was pure, uh, it was pure dopamine, wrestling dopamine. Very, very nice. All, All right. right. Well. Now, it is my turn to talk about Matt Mikowski taking on Matthew Justice. Zach, we have, we, I think we've watched Matt Mikowski on this before. He, he was uh, part of Bloodsport a lot. Oh, well, then we definitely, yeah, we've definitely seen Matt Mikowski just yeah. on that alone. Mm-hmm. So, this match actually plays into both of these guys very well, because it is from Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and it is a uh, Paradigm Terminal Combat match. Which means, for the first five minutes of the match, okay, it's contested under basically normal wrestling rules, except a few things. Okay. Uh, the competitors are not allowed to leave the ring voluntarily. Oh, okay. Um, there is a point system. Okay. Uh, 
and I bl- and the matches can be won by knockout. Huh. Okay. I like this and, already. And and then after that five minutes, it's time for terminal combat. Oh my god, that sounds so sinister. Which means no more points. Wrestlers can leave the ring. Weapons are encouraged. Oh. Not not just allowed, but encouraged. It, it went from, like, classic catch wrestling, like, you get knocked out, to full-on fucking hardcore, yeah, no, the rules are done, kill each other now. So the first half of this match favors Matt Mikowski very much. Because Matt Mikowski is a Bloodsport wrestler, so this is very much a UFC-style fight for the first five minutes. Yeah. A lot of groundwork, a lot of, you know, working over your opponent. The class. Second half of this match, the terminal combat part, if need be, of course, uh, definitely favors Justice. Because Justice, we both know, we've seen yeah. him in GCW, we've seen Matthew Justice during uh, Big Gay Brunch, we've seen Matthew Justice. Uh, well, it wasn't, wasn't Big Gay, it was some event at the Collective where he did some crazy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we all, Matthew Justice likes weapons. Yeah. Big hardcore wrestler. Big. So, this match was really cool. Because I really liked the Terminal Combat thing. It's a cool Because, I, like, I, it, the, the, cool. it was basically, like I said, it, the rules are basically the same. It's like, it's like, only open hand, only open hand shots, you know, like, no close fist punches. Uh, rope, oh, also when Terminal Combat happens, no rope breaks. Rope breaks are gone. Uh, of course. But in the beginning, it's like rope breaks, no open hand, no groin shots, right? It's like basic wrestling stuff. But then the point system was interesting. Uh, and the fact that they're not allowed to voluntarily leave the ring is interesting, too. Mm. Uh, anyway, this match starts off. These two uh, feel each other out for a while. A lot of chain wrestling, a lot of groundwork, you know. A lot mm. of Matt Mikowski showing off how good he is. Uh, there's one point where... The two are just kind of like jockeying for position for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then Mikowski's able to take Justice down with a big slam. And then he just starts like wearing, like just, just working, just working his limbs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one point where Mikowski has a rear naked on Justice and Justice has him up on his back. Okay. And they're like, Justice is like trying to get up, like going around the ring, trying to find a way out of this, right? Yeah. Then you see the clock start ticking down. It's like oh, five, shit. four, three. And as the clock is ticking down for terminal combat, Justice just goes, F it. And just with both of them, runs towards the ropes. Oh my god. And just and just like both of them fly out. Oh, like he, he just runs it. towards the ropes and just jumps out, basically. And they both just head over the top rope as terminal combat starts. That's fucking awesome. That's some anime shit. So they, yeah, they both fly out as the as the clock counts out to terminal combat. Then terminal combat hits, the alarm goes off, uh, and then the the crew from Paradigm Wrestling in the back start breaking out doors, tables, chairs, all kinds of fun weapons for Matthew Justice and uh, Matt Mikowski to use. Oh my! Uh, after that, uh. Uh, once once the two get back to their feet, Justice is easily in control here because now Justice is in his is in his territory, right? It's in his He's wheelhouse. Got, yeah, exactly. First thing Justice does grabs a door. Nice. Uh, grabs a door. 
he grabs a door and he puts it to the side for a second. Then he takes a trash can and he starts beating Bukowski down with a trash can. Mm-hmm. And while Bukowski is down, they're still on the outside of the room, by the way. Justice grabs two of the chairs from the crowd, puts them facing each other, sets the door on the tables. Uh, and then he lays Mikowski on the tables, mm-hmm. beats him down a little bit. Then he slides back in the ring. The ring, by the way, isn't like a normal wrestling ring where it's like elevated. Okay. It's like really cl- It's maybe, it's only maybe like a foot off the ground. Huh. Which is which, what made that move where he like took, where he took uh, Mikowski and just kind of, like, yeeted them both out of the ring. Mm. A little more viable. Yeah, that... Yeah, it makes sense. You know? So, anyway. Like I said, the, the, the ring... He, picture this with the ring, like, a foot off the ground, maybe. Okay. Uh, So, he got this door set up on the two chairs. Puts Mikowski on the chairs, beats, beats Mikowski down so he stays on the chairs. And then Justice runs in the ring. Uh... Bounces up the ropes, does a top, grabs the ropes, does an over-the-top rope senton to put Mikowski, to, to land on Mikowski, but not break the door, because, oh, you know, I am the door, baby. Oh, my God. Door doesn't break. Asshole door. Asshole door. Uh, door doesn't break. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Justice throws Mikowski back in. Justice hits, like, a splash off the top rope after he throws Mikowski back in. Okay. Goes through the pin, Mikowski kicks out. Then he stands mm-hmm. up and just, like, holds up his hand. Yeah. And when he holds up his hand, somebody somebody from, like, off-camera just, like, perfectly tosses him a kendo stick and he just catches it. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's a one-take I've ever seen one. He catches the kendo stick and then he just starts beating Mikowski down with oh, the kendo stick. Oh, God. Um, which was... It was just so cool that he was just like, hey, kendo stick. And they were like, all right. And just, <laughs> just it's like, that's, right like into it. that's peak of like, did you get that on camera? It's like, yeah, yeah I fucking did. <laughs> it's like, who was the guy who always threw beer to Stone Cold? Who was always, oh, yeah. who always nailed it. Spot on, like perfect tosses every fucking time. There was, uh, he has, a, there's a, he's, he has a name and I can't remember what the fuck his name is, but it's. It's, it, it, it felt like a moment like that, you know, where it's just like yeah. the guy who never misses. It's just He just came out from retirement to just throw that kendo stick. <laughs> yeah. Just toss Justice the kendo stick perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice is just beating Mikowski down for a while. Uh, he takes the door and he sets it up in the corner. Yeah. Uh, and then he... Oh, there, <laughs> there was a really funny part where... Justice takes the kendo stick again and starts beating Mikowski down. Okay. And he's beating Mikowski down so hard that the kendo stick, a piece of it breaks off. Oh. Flies behind Justice and just, like, sticks into the door. What? I I don't know. Like, literally, that... like, the kendo stick broke. A piece of it shot out. And it went, like, it was like when you, like... It's like when it just like sticks in, it's like sproing, and it just gets stuck, and it was just like sticking out of the door. Were you sure this match was scripted at this rate? What the fuck? It was wild. You know, I say that, and then I sort of, I, for- I somehow forgot that the door didn't break just moments ago. Yeah, uh, it was wild. Anyway, so after that, uh, oh right, so uh, after the kendo stick breaks, yeah, Justice is like, I need something different. Goes oh, outside, no. and then he grabs 
a half of a door. <laughs> okay. And he hits and he hits Mikowski with it a couple times. But okay. Mikowski just at one point Mikowski just stands up. Oh. Justice hits him with the door. Oh. He like takes it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to hit him again and he just catches it. Oh. And Mikowski rips the door out of his hand and just starts beating the crap out of Justice. <laughs> just you know absolutely what? laying into Justice with this door. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. So he, he lays into Justice with his door, completely just wrecks him. And then he goes to the corner. He puts his karate gi back on that he entered with. Because now it's getting serious. Oh, shit. There's one point where uh, Justice tries to get Mikowski up for a DVD, but Mikowski's able to reverse it into a rear naked choke. Okay. And he's, again, once again, on Matthew Justice's back. Uh-huh. Uh, Justice is able to break free, gets him, gets him back in that Death Valley driver position. Okay. And he runs to the corner and rams, and with the DVD, just rams Mikowski through the door. Ooh. But, fucking Matt Mikowski... After getting slammed through a door, immediately stands up, oh. rushes back at Justice. Oh my puts god. Him, puts him right back in that rear naked choke. Jesus takes him Christ. Takes him to the ground with the rear naked choke. Then transitions the rear naked into a bow and arrow hold. And Matthew Justice taps out. Bro, he's like the fucking Terminator. What the fuck? Homie, he, he got put literally, like literally Justice had him up. Slams him through the door. Justice is like, "Yeah," and Mikowski's like, "Nope." Runs at him, gets him again, brings oh. him down, and just locks him in a bow and arrow to Dude, win the match. It's the Clive without a side of meatballs cop gift for the cops just sprinting in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, it didn't stop him for a second. Like literally, like not even three seconds after Justice slams him through this door, Mikowski's back up. Damn, that's ridiculous! What ridiculous! Well, shit. Anyway, but Matt Mikowski wins this match. What are you giving this match, bro? I'm giving this match. I'm giving this match a high, high map, very close to mark out. You know what? I'll give it to mark out. It was good. Hey. It was really, really good. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go over there. It was very good. It was super cool to see Matt Mikowski just like be a beast toward the end. You know, mm-hmm. where he takes a door shot and he's like. Do it again, you know? Just, do it again. Just so he can catch it and beat the crap out of Justice. And then he takes a... He goes through a door and just and then just comes back like nothing happened. Like, whew. whew. Both men got their chance to show off that they're just, like, monsters of humans. I like that. Right? I, I just really like the match situation at this point. Like, I Yeah, just... Terminal Combat's, like, a really cool... I wish it was more than five minutes mm. in the beginning. Five minutes doesn't seem like that long to be, like, regular i wish it was like 10 minutes of regular wrestling Ah, uh, okay That's... just so you know it feels like quick like i get you want to just get to the hardcore stuff but like i don't know you can just let like the cool catch wrestling settle yeah, like if they're I would like especially when you have matt mikowski in the ring like a guy who's amazing at this mm-hmm. like yeah fucking let him go <laughs> like let this man go yeah let, let him be in his element for a little while longer and then let and then matthew just will play will play fun games with 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 toys you know like half a door like half a door or a kendo stick that breaks and gets lodged in the door, gets lodged in a full door. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this match was really cool. Nice. Uh, very violent, beginning to end. Uh, I like the terminal combat stipulation. I think it really added a lot to the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really, like I said, it really let both guys show off what they're best at, and uh, it was all it was 
and since they both showed up with their best at, led to a sick match because both the guys got to shine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I I really liked it, and uh, I highly suggest you go watch it. Nice. Yeah. All right, so that is both of our matches out of the way this week, so why don't we take a look at the one we both watched, which is a surprise match for this week. Zach, why don't you tell the people what that match is, because you picked it. No, I picked it. You did pick it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Say, the fuck? Nani the fuck? I picked for us two people I have never heard of before in a promotion mm-hmm. I have also never heard of before. Same. This match, This match on YouTube has 47 views. Small one. And was uploaded, uh, I believe, September 27th of this year. I believe you're correct. So this match is a very, very small, very unknown, very from the depths here. We went deep for this. I went deep for this one. Yeah, you went deeper than I was expecting. Yeah. We got Cosmo Orion, which is a great name. Yes. Taking on Johnny Law from Pro Wrestling Zen. I love this name. Yeah. Just Zen. Zen. Followed by Pro Wrestling. Zach, I was just... I was just spewing about Matt McCaskey and Matthew Justice, and my throat kind of hurts, so why don't you get us started on this conversation about Cosmo Orion and Johnny Law? I thought this was an enjoyable match, and the payoff for it was not one that I was expecting, but I didn't mind it as much as I would have without it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Mm -hmm. the story going to this match was that Orion had just beat Marty Snow, who was like the big cheese at this promotion. He was undefeated. So, it was his first loss in PWZ, and now... Orion's trying to extend that momentum against Johnny Law. Before this match even starts, though, as after these two have made their entrances, Snow, of course, shows up. And he sits right on commentary because he's going to watch Orion wrestle. Yes. By the way, uh, I love how Law's character was like, he's inspired by Judge Dredd and Robocop. And then he's got, like, these super multicolored, like, pattern armbands, like a jigsaw puzzle. He's got, like, the Jeff Hardy armbands. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I just love that. Yeah. Anyway. So after this brief interruption, uh, Law and Orion go at each other until Law presses Orion to the corner. The ref's like, gotta let him go. He's like, oh yeah, sure. And then he just slaps him in the face. (laughs) They lock up again. He goes for the exact same cheap shot, same exact situation. Orion dodges it, gets out the corner. Mm -hmm. They go back and forth, exchanging some strikes, some holds, you know, arm drags, you know, the the lucha shit that you would come to see. What I really like from this match is that from the jump, it immediately foreshadows what the rest of the match is going to be like, right? Yeah, like you, like it was. It was Johnny Law really just trying to overpower Cosmo, but Cosmo is like, nah, nah, nah. I am the fast. <laughs> I am speed. I am speed. Yeah. Ciao. <laughs> I could, I could already hear Lightning McQueen saying that shit in my head. <laughs> so after these, after uh, Law ends up on the outside, Law gets back to the ring, and he, I love this part because he, he tries to take it easy, right? He's like, all right. Let's just let me ease my way into it. And Orion's like, nah, fuck you. And he just kicks him right in the fucking leg when he's not paying attention. Just keeps kicking it. Yeah. I was like, this man is no, not a single fuck given to him. He's like, nah. Nah. Nothing. Now, however, while this is going on, and I'm only going to mention this because it is relevant to the match, you could hear the face commentator, Rich Vox, trying to ask Snow about how it feels to lose to Orion. And or- Snow is obviously pissed off at this. And Why wouldn't like, you be? He's like, no, he didn't beat me. He had someone help him beat me. He didn't actually beat me. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, I made him this star. And he's like, but he beat you. And you could just hear, like, in his voice, he's just like, Snow's getting more annoyed as Rich keeps talking to him. But 
just keep that in mind as we're doing this, that he just is continuously poking and prodding the bear that is Snow. Yeah. So, back to the action in the ring. Law gets some offense in, thanks to his, of course, as Mikey said, size and strength. Yep. The Orion just straight up outmaneuvers him here. He uses his speed, as again, Mikey said, and gets several, like, just ka-chow. unanswered but quick strikes. Ka-chow, ka-chow. <laughs> However, Orion gets too full of himself, and he tries to shoulder tackle Law, and he just bounces back. <laughs> so he tries to run at Law. Just, ducks I, a- like, when he did that, I just heard, like, the sound effect was like, boing. Exactly, like a cartoon. So he's like, all right, you know what? I got this. And he runs at Law, ducks a clothesline for him, hits a tornado DDT. And then he starts to target the right arm of Law, which just kicks over and over again until Law finally catches him as he rebounds off the ropes and just slams into the mat with a scoop slam a la any of the Rhodes or Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. It's crisp. It's exactly what you want from that type of move. Yes, sir. So Law is finally back in control, and he just brutalizes Orion from corner to corner. Running strikes, standing strikes. He's just manhandling this man. Yeah, dude. Uh, you're just really showing off how strong he is and how much, like... Orion is just, like, a doll to him. He can just chuck him around. Yes. Uh, if, <laughs> I was about to make a very bad galaxy joke. <laughs> Please do. I was gonna say, that would make Law the planet and Orion the moon, where he's just in his gravitational rotation trying to deal with him. Nailed it. Perfect. Perfect That's, joke. Thank Flawless you. joke. Thank you. Thank you, bow, bow. Thank Applause, applause. <laughs> So, eventually, though, Orion tries to kick him, but Law catches his foot, turns Orion around, picks him up onto his shoulders, and then running power slams him. I remember thinking to myself, damn, he just told him to go fuck himself with that shit. Yeah. I've never seen someone just, like, take that counter. Usually, like, the face, like, does, like, an insecurity, or, like, they, like, kick them off of them and said he's just like, nope, flip around, get on my shoulders, you're going down again. Yep, no, homie's just getting slammed again, it's fine. Yep, Orion tries to strike his, well, he does strike his way back to his feet. Hits Law with mm-hmm. two brutal-sounding chops. Can we just talk about how every single chop in this match yeah. sounded like a gunshot? Yeah, it dude. wasn't even just from Orion. Law yeah. was even landing some crazy-sounding the chops. Of this like, these match, two were just, like, rocking each other. Dude, by the end of this match, Law had taken off, like, his singlet, and, like, he just has two red palm marks on his yeah, chest. Yeah, like, how holy hard he's moly. The these they two were, were destroying each other. They went ham. <laughs> so, <laughs> Orion tries to capitalize off these... M- Absolutely disgusting chops with a running strike. But Law not only catches him, but then power bombs him not once, but twice. Absolutely Ooh. slaughters him. Yep. He then chokes Orion out on the ropes. And I love how the ref is, like, counting him. And after he gets off him, he looks at the ref like, what? He's fine. <laughs> he's all right. Look at him. He then gets... <laughs> no, when he, no he, he slammed his head on the table, and then he fell. And the ref is like, what are you doing? And he was like, I was just helping him up. Yeah, it was like, it was after he threw him out of the ring. Like, he slammed him. He's like, oh, what? No, he fell. Come on. He like fell, he I, goes, was him, I was helping him up. He tries to get him doing, he's like, the rest like, get him back. He's like, all right. He throws him like the most lackadaisical Irish group, but still throws him into the ring. He's like, what? That's his fault. He should have gotten into the ring. He should have tried this. Because I was just like sitting there and I'm like, this man says he's Judge Dredd, which means he will, he will bend the rules to get what he needs done. And I love this. But he's very much more comedical about Comical? Comical about it. <laughs> so he then, after he throws... Orion into the apron. He lays him on top of the apron on the other side of the mat and gets payback by hitting two absolutely disgusting chops to Orion's chest now. Oh, yeah. Toss Orion back into the ring, dominates him. He's got ground beef looking chest after this one. Oh, yeah. Just dominates him in the ring while you can hear tensions on commentary just getting worse and worse, like to the point where I'm pretty sure Snow just stops responding to Rich because Rich is just like, come on, man, he beat you. What do you... 
Like, <laughs> Rich is like the annoying interviewer in WWE who keeps asking the question, but the heel can't leave because he's stuck on commentary. And so he just has to sit there. So the heel just keeps trying not to answer it, but the question like, keeps getting brought up. He's trying to be disrespectful about it. Like, yeah, get all the whole fucking roster to help him, and he has to beat me. It's like he barely, he survived me. He didn't beat me. And he's like, but he pinned you. And he's just like, I swear to God. It's like, you need to learn your fucking place. Back in the ring, Orion is able to counter Law with an, uh, he's able to counter an Irish whip from Law into a corner by running up the turnbuckle and hitting Law with a diving crossbody. Law gets up, and as he does this, Orion tries to go at him, but he catches him, hoists him onto his shoulders, ribside first, and locks in a very unique looking submission hold where he's got like, He's got Orion like rib side down on his shoulders and he's grabbing his head and his legs and he's just kind of pressing his abdomen into his head. I've never mm-hmm. seen a wrestler do this before, Mikey, and I don't know what this submission hole is named, if it has a name. I I don't know either. It's like the torture rack, but inverted somehow. I yes. Don't... After That's a little bit, though. Inverted torture rack sounds about right. I'm going to go with that. A little bit after this, however, Orion is able to wiggle his way out of the hole and hit Law with an arm drag. Boots him in the stomach then, then running, just kicks right through his fucking head to knock him to the floor. Law then gets up onto his knees, wanders to the corner, and tries to recover. He's like, time out! And then Orion just, is just on him, just beating his ass <laughs> in the corner. Time out, wait, stop, no, ah! <laughs> just pulls his legs out from underneath him, walks across the ring, <laughs> hits him with two massive running double knees to the face. Like, Orion was taking none of Law's shit in this match. Yeah, he just it. went in on him. So, Orion then ascends the top rope, only for Law to just knock him off with a swift right elbow to the face. Orion then Mm -hmm. fights back onto the apron and hits a slingshot bulldog through the ropes, which fucking had me... I was like, oh, shit. It was dope looking. Very dope looking. These two are exhausted at this point, and this is where Mikey probably had a very good time, because they get to their feet, and they start to go back and forth, but they exchange kicks. Not forearms, not chops, kicks. Yes, they exchanged kicks, and it was a very nice exchange of kicks, and I was into it. I was happy, and then they then they follow this up with the course, just chopping each other in the chest. Which, again, brutal. Brutal. Ground meat. We love it here. These two, like, every single chop they threw was, yeah. like, a fucking I don't know what they were like, but chop. they were like, alright. Well, Jesus. Like, it was like Law was like, I'm gonna hit you as hard as I can, and Ryan's like, okay, if I could do the same. <laughs> Homies were just, like, chopping the crap out of each other, like, an hour before the match. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they just, like, test dummies, like... <laughs> <laughs> just to oh. really make sure they get that good sound. Mm-hmm. These two go back and forth, and then just as they come to the end of this, the commentator has finally made Snow snap. And he's like, you know what, Richie? I'm gonna shut your mouth right now. And then Richie's like, wait, wait, oh, wait, what you doing? And Snow just slides into the ring and beats the shit out of Orion just as he gets the upper hand. Leading to a DQ finish. Law then Snow then beat the shit out of him, hit each of their finishers on him. Snow leaves. And I like how commentary put this note here. They're like, just like Snow said, Orion may have won the match, but he didn't really win it. He just survived it. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's poignant. <laughs> what do you think of this match, Mikey? I talked a lot. Uh, I really liked it. I was into it. Uh, I didn't really. I, I wish. I wish there was an actual finish. I would. I was too. I had the same. I was like this. I. I was like, oh, I like, you. yeah, it was a bummer. Like, I, I wish there was an actual finish, but hey, what can you do? You know, like, it's fine. They're clearly uh, building the feud here, so. Yeah, they're clearly building the Marty, Marty Snow, Orion, the Cosmo Orion feud here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I really liked it. I really liked it. The chop sounded great. There was a lot of great lucha shit. Uh, Orion looked awesome. Uh, uh, Law Johnny Law looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they they both got their shit in. They both like showed off what they're really good at. And like like I said with the last, like I said with the Matt Mikowski Matthew Justice match, when two good wrestlers get the shit in that they're good at, makes for a good match. You know, recipe for success. Exactly. So uh, I was into it. I liked it a lot, and uh, I give it a high man. I'm also going to give it a high man. Yeah. Like, for me, the thing that tells me that this match is good was I didn't mind the DQ as much because I was like, damn, I thought them bickering or commentary was just them being just, just filling time, but it actually built to the finish. Yeah, right? He just got under Snow's skin. And just, I like how the... I just like to imagine the commentator was like, surprised Pikachu face when the heel gets up all mad that he's been talking shit about him and does something. And, 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 and like you said, I like how it didn't. It it wasn't just like it didn't just lead to nothing. It led to actual like the finish of the match, which was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was uh, I was into this one. I was okay. I was more into this one than I thought I was gonna be when I opened when I opened this match and saw like the camera quality and like there was like no microphones and like the two lights at the announcers table were just like yeah like it's lights they found in the bargain bin mm-hmm. at whatever like. Uh, like whatever uh, equipment shop they went to, you know. Yep. Uh huh. I was like, "Damn, this might not be as good as I was expecting." But you know what? It surprised me. For forty six views, this is a bargain of a match. Exactly. Yeah, definitely go check it out. Uh, definitely underwashed for sure. I think. Uh, I think Cosmo Orion and Johnny Law really put on a, a good one, and I think it's worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's all of our matches out of the way this week, so that just leaves us with the Double Down. The Double Down. This is a segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and watch matches from each other's perspectives. Zach, what match did I give you to watch? You gave me Jessica Troy versus Charlie Evans at Pro Wrestling Australia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What'd I give you? You gave me Vanity versus The Woad from Mission Pro Wrestling on the Title Match Network. Yeah. Who started off on the Double Down last week? I did. So I will kick us off this week with Vanity versus The Woad from Mission Pro Wrestling. This match was pretty... This match was solid. Mm-hmm. I thought I was... I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to like it way more than I actually liked it. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Because I was... Like, when you were describing the match last week, I was like... Okay, this sounds like a decent match with some comedy in it, you know, like doing like the the fun, like some funny stuff here and there. Yeah, the fun. And I'm like, yeah, that you know, that's my completely my kind of my kind of stuff. But I don't know. This match didn't like like it was good. The wrestling was decent, but like I don't know, it just didn't it didn't like hook me, you know. Hmm. Okay. Like there like there was a there was a few parts where I found myself like rewinding to watch a spot again because I found myself like zoning out, you know. Hmm. Uh. Huh. I wonder like, what it was. I I don't know. Like the like the test of strength in the beginning was was solid. Uh, like the two trying to like like vanity being like, all right, all right, you got a strong butt. How about test your arm strength, right? Mm-hmm. Like do the test of strength. Woad wins again. Vanity could not get a. She, no, she got to catch a fucking break in that match. That's all I remember no. about that. <laughs> I literally, literally, one of my notes here, you took it right out of my mouth, is Vanity can't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, which is, it was pretty, pretty funny. Uh, I like the, I like the sequence in the beginning where they go to, where they keep trying to pin each other. That was, mm-hmm. that was neat. Uh, Va- like, like you said, Vanity can't catch a break because there was the one point where, uh, 
she was going for the shoulder blocks and she kept bouncing off Wode. Yeah. She kept bouncing off her, bouncing off her, and she's like, fine, you do it then, to me. And Wode's like, all right, does it, and just immediately takes Vanity off her feet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wode starts wearing Vanity down for a little while, then the fight heads to the outside. But heads to the outside, they kind of just, like, mess around out there a little bit, you know, throw each other to the apron and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they make their way back in. Uh, Wode tries to whip Vanity into the corner, uh, like, from, like, the corner, but Vanity says, nah, 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 and, like, holds her there. Yeah. Uh, which lets Vanity, because she, she ends up hitting, like, a clothesline off of that, uh, which gives Vanity some momentum, finally, to start wearing down Wode. Uh, and she, she gets her, like, a submission hold for a little while, and then let's go. And she flips her over and she says, all right, this is the thing everyone's talking about. This is it. This is what everyone wants to see, right? And she smacks Wode's <laughs> ass. And then, it, for it, like a second, there's silence. And then, and then you just hear Vanity go, ah! <laughs> like, and just hold her hand. Because she just hurt her hand. <laughs> and she does it again. Hurts her hand more. Oh, uh, the fucking this, ref. Are you okay? No! Yeah. <laughs> She hurts her hand twice. Uh, this lets Wode uh, get to her feet. Uh, she throws she throws Vanity into the corner, uh, grabs her by the legs, and like hits a buckle bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she hits like a standing Vader bomb, goes for the pin. Uh, Vanity kicks out. Uh, then Wode is able to land. Uh, <laughs> sorry. After that power bomb, she goes to get to the top rope. And while she's on the top rope, Vandy, like, kicks her legs out. Yeah. And Wode is, like, on the second, like, ends up on the second rope, like, legs spread and, like, just, like, sitting on the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then Vanity goes to kick Wode, but she kicks Wode in the butt and hurts her foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because what, what I have failed to mention yet is that Wode, if you didn't hear last week, stands for the Weapon of Ash Destruction. Yep. That fucking name. Uh, but this uh, vanity hurting her foot lets Wode uh get the upper hand because she's able to hit a a basically a rear view. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits a rear view, takes vanity, uh, take make uh, you know knocks vanity uh out of her senses, and then is able to hit a power bomb. I think it was. I just I think I said like it was just a slam and she. Just... Yeah, it was it was like an attempted power bomb, but kind of just ended up being like a weird looking slam, and then Wode just folds Vanity in half and gets the pin. Yep, completely Accurate. out of nowhere, not ready for that. Yep, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. the finish kind of took me off guard considering yep. the move didn't look that violent that she did to her. You know, yep. uh huh. I remember having a similar feeling about the being like that was like, that was it. That, that was, was out of nowhere. Okay. Out of this, like this whole match was decent. That's what ended it. Like, I don't know, man. Unfortunate. Yeah, it was quite unfortunate. I, I don't know. I'll give this one a meh. It was, like, fine. Like, like the, everything leading up was good, and then the finish just completely knocked the wind out of me. That's a finish that'll make or break something sometimes. Yeah, that, that, like, it was good, and then that finish just completely drained me. And I was, I'm, I'm just gonna give it a meh. It was decent. Wrestling was, wrestling was solid. And then, uh, a wonky finish kind of made me sad. But... I would love to see DC wrestle again because what I did see from them uh, throughout the whole match was solid. I really liked how they both played up their characters a lot, uh, and they were both very vocal 
which led to the match being a little more believable. Yes. I really, I really like when two wrestlers are vocal in the ring and they yell at each other. I think that like builds up the match more. My favorite shit talking things. It it builds up the match so much. Like you do, like you do so little, but you add so much to the match. Mm-hmm. You know. I think the first time I realized how much I liked it was when like I heard Kevin Owens for the first time, and I was like, "This oh, man just talks shit God, to your face I in the ring." I love Kevin Owens, and he doesn't give a fuck what you think. I love this man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely it's always it's always solid to hear a little bit of trash talk. You know. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, Zach, what match? So I gave, like you said, I gave you Charlie Evans taking on uh, Jessica Troy. Yes. Uh, in a no DQ match. What did you think about that one? I have two words for this match. Fucking awesome. Hell yeah, it was. This was a fantastic <laughs> no DQ slash in the, death in match. The, in the words of Charlie Evans herself, quoting our tweet. A barn burner. Yes, it fucking was. I fucking love this match. Now, I'm not going to go super into all the spots because Mikey did a great job going through them last week, but I will talk about some of the ones that I liked that I think do a pretty good job of describing this match's main points. First up that really caught my attention was uh, it was early on in the match when like Troy was getting her leg worked over, right? And uh, she dropped kick or she uh, dropped toe hold Charlie face first into a chair. And then as Charlie like unfolded the chair in the corner, she, despite how hurt her knee was, ran in, double knee Charlie in the back of the head into the chair, went out of the apron, kicked her in the face, and then meteored her through a sitting chair off the top rope, despite the fact that her legs were fucked up. Or her leg oh, was yeah. fucked up by Evans. Yeah. The reason I'm yeah, pointing this these out These two is did not pull any punches this bad. Exactly, and that's why, is that Troy literally used her absolute, just hatred for her former best friend to power through the pain inflicted on her left leg just to hurt her more than she needed to. Indeed. Like she could have dropped to hold her and done. She could have been like, all right, I'll recover. Instead, she's like, fuck that. I'm going to fuck you up. And I loved it. There was when there was the next thing that I thought point out that I thought of talking about here was um when Charlie now in control set up a chair and like stuck Troy's whole upper body between the seat and the upper part of it. And then just obliterated her with a running, like, drop kick through the face. Fucking brutal. And then she set up a two-level dam of chairs. And then Troy ended up superplexing Charlie through her own creation. Love that. Yep, it was I thought dope. it did a really good job of showing... It's a good example of how, not only brutal, but it just shows how creative these two are willing to get with the weapons that they use. And I really like that. Because in a lot of matches like chairs and tables, it's really easy to get like, do the, a lot of the similar spots other people do, but when you get it creative like that, that's the shit that gets me fucking pumped. Last sequence, though, Mike, I'm gonna talk about, of course, the finishing sequence, which yes. I have to. So, Troy got, after Troy dropped a bag full of thumbtacks on the floor, she got backdropped by Charlie into it. Mm-hmm. She kicks out of it, gets up, gets super kicked by Charlie, flips her up and says, fuck you! And then <laughs> basically... Brain Buster or, super, or Suplex? I don't know which one it was. They said Suplex to look at Brain Buster. Whatever. Charlie onto said tax. Yep. And then after she kicks out, Troy jams the skewers in Charlie's head. Then Charlie laughs and flips her off. So Troy grabs her middle finger, fucking basically almost breaks the damn thing. Puts the finger into the fucking tax. Stomps on the finger. Puts a Fujiwara in. Then grabs a mannequin with barbed wire and yanks it back. Despite the fact that Evans has... 
her is biting the ropes not to verbally submit, and she taps out. That match, fucking that, that awesome. what a match! What a fucking match it was. I loved how it fit the tone of the match really fucking well. It was a good payoff because Troy all fucking match. I didn't talk about it, but Mikey did was just working that fucking left arm that she used to submit Charlie with, and just God, these two did such a good job with this match with their character work and their selling. Like, they did a good job portraying two friends who clearly know each other, then grew apart, came back, and then fucking just hate each other. Like, mm-hmm. Troy pulled out the picture and, like, choked Charlie with the picture. Charlie was like a fucking... What's the word here? She had, like, the eyes of a killer. Like, there were moments where Troy was screaming in pain and Charlie just looked at her as like, I don't fucking care. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking beat you right now. Yeah. And I loved it because it just showed just it just gave the match a really good vibe to it, and it made yeah. the story like believable. If I want to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get it. And on top of this, the fucking selling was great. Troy in particular did a really good job. Like she had her left leg worked over this whole match, and she basically never stopped selling this. She had to no. move somewhere. She hobbled there. She had to do a mo- a sequence. She fucking hobbled. Her leg got hit. She held on the leg. I was just like, that's... She used... Whenever she used the knee, she would hold it afterwards. Yep. I fucking... That's the shit where I'm like... That's where you know that this shit is good. Good story. This this, this match was awesome. The Awesome spots. Combined with... Awesome spots. Great storytelling. Exactly. Just... God! I love this match. Mark out. Don't even need to fucking think about it. Easy fucking mark out. Charlie Evans, man. Charlie fucking Evans. One thing I regret about being a fan of Charlie Evans is not being a fan sooner. Holy moly. Ah, oh, dude, Charlie I Charlie Evans, what like, a fucking wrestler. Like, goddamn. Che- Jessica Troy, too. Yeah, I know, dude. The, fucking, the women in fucking in Damn, Australia, yo. they're wrestling. Don't fuck about it. I gotta get into some Aussie wrestling. Holy moly. Like, <laughs> Australia does not fuck around when it comes they to do wrestling. not. The, up until this point, my only two Australian wrestlers were Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. So the try it, it. The list shall expand. Yeah. Uh, excuse you. Excuse you, putting disrespect, someone? putting disrespect on the iconics like that. Oh, how could I forget? Oh, putting so disrespect. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The inspiration like that. I cannot fucking wait for the show. You're putting dis- you're putting disrespect on the inspiration I, I did. like that. I could never. I. I'm sorry. I will never make the mistake again. Oh man. Oh, I can't fucking wait to see what the what they do an impact i'm really excited for that oh yeah it's gonna be awesome when they, they debut soon right yeah i don't know the exact date off the top of they my debut head. at a pay whatever the next pay-per-view is for impact um i think i think was there is there, it uh is it bound for glory i think it's bound for glory i don't uh, know though yeah yeah it is it's bound for glory i think they said that's when their first match is gonna be i believe you are correct and god i can't wait to see the two of them fly with their wings not cut by a certain old man in a mainstream company that didn't fucking use them at all and then broke them up and then was surprised when nothing happened with them. A certain old man who likes beef wraps and... Beef wraps, working out at five in the morning. <laughs> a certain old man who doesn't know the word for burrito, so he calls them beef wraps. I will say, uh, he does many and, and likes annoy me. Likes the... me laugh, though. <laughs> and he likes them really big. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I, I've, I've said my piece. That match just fucked, that match slapped. It was a bona fide barn burner. Watch that fucking match. You won't be disappointed. No. All right. Yeah, so that, uh, that wraps up this episode, I think, there's that. 
Yeah, it's a good episode this week. Yeah, we had some solid matchups. I'm so glad you got. I'm so glad you got to experience a Charlie Evans match. I am, as soon as I watched it, I was like, I need Zach needs to watch this. I'm <laughs> so happy that you gave me it to watch because when you gave it to me, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good fucking day. This is not gonna be the last of either of those two women on this show. I can tell you that much for a fact. Hell yeah. Uh, anyway, two more things. One, the plugs. Which yep. we'll get to later. And two, which we'll get to right now, a preview of next week's matches. Yep. Zach, what matches are you bringing to the table next week, my friend? All righty then. I'm t- I'm bringing Marius Al-Ani versus Mike D. Vecchio, I believe it is, at GFW's Welcome Back. Mm-hmm. Then I'm bringing Savannah Evans versus Davian versus Holly Dead versus, versus Ruthless Lala at BCW's Queen of the North 2. Holy moly. Yeah, no, I saw that match, and I was like, I'm in. I only want a Davian match, and I saw Holly dead, and then the other two rooms. I've never heard the other two, so I'm like, it's got to be good, though. <laughs> Fair. Well, I am bringing to the table next week, I am bringing Megan Bain versus Masha Slamovich from Beyond Wrestling. All reliable plus Masha Slamovich. All reliable, baby. And from a new promotion on this show, I believe, uh, from Loco Wrestling, we got Low-Key Ticket on Ninja Mac. There better be an exorbitant amount of high-flying moves, and your notes better be too Lucha shit! Lucha shit! Lucha shit! Fucking lucha shit. And if you can do, I can do better and more flashier. Sorry, I, I, sorry. It's lucha, lucha, lucha. lucha. <laughs> uh, very excited for that. Very excited for next week. And, of course, we have our surprise match next week, which you can go find out over on our Twitter, uh, which we'll get to the plugs. Uh, at, or just, or you can listen to the episode next week and you can find out what that match is. Yeah. So now we are on to the plugs and I'll give you a break this week, Zach. I'll take care of him. I, I was sitting there. I'm like I'm fucking ready. I'll take care of him. I'll do it this week. So remember to go check, remember to go follow us on Twitter. If you want to see, if you want to see what match we are bringing to the table next week, Go follow us over on Twitter at CountUpPod, where we tweet about wrestling and the world in general and about all of our shows and basically any updates that the podcast network could ever have. Uh, go check it out over on Twitter. Or if you just want to talk to us and hang out with us, Twitter is the best place to do so. We're very responsive over there. We have uh, two people running the Twitter, so you'll get one of us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go, go check us out over on YouTube as well, Countout Wrestling Podcast Network, where we have replays of our uh, – our live streamed podcast uh, happy hour replays of that up there, as well as replays of Ring Post Radio over there on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can go, you can go check those out live uh, when they do, because we record both of those. We record both of those podcasts live, which you can go check out at uh, Twitch.tv/countout if you want to go follow that and subscribe over there as well. That would be dope. We would love to have you over there. We have a bunch of fun content going on the Twitch. Um, we would love to see some more friends in chat. So come hang out with us over there, uh, over on twitch.tv slash countout. Uh, happy Hour records every Thursday uh, at 8.30. And uh, Ring Post Radio records every Saturday morning, I believe starting at 9 or 10. Uh, so go check those out over there and go check out our website, countoutpod.com, where we have all sorts of fun stuff over there. We have all of our articles there. Uh, you can become a member over there for $5 a month. And if you become a member of the Countout Network, you can get a bunch of fun, exclusive free audios that we at the Countout Network recorded for you that are only for members 
only for people who pay five bucks a month get those special episodes and those special audios, uh, which I you do absolutely do not want to miss out on because it is some of the silliest content we've ever recorded ever, and we are in love with every single thing we've recorded in there. <laughs> so go so go subscribe uh, five dollars a month uh, to the Countout Network and uh, you know help us out a little bit. We we really appreciate you being here, and uh, a lot of work goes into this. A lot of work goes into podcasting and a lot of a lot of kishish. So uh, it'd be great if you could help us out a little bit uh, and become a member. We would really, really, really appreciate it. And like I said, you get those cool audios. So, hey, it's worth it. And you can go check out countoutpod.com slash store if you want to rep the Countout Network. You can get your very own T-shirt of the Countout Network. And we have a ton of more merch over there, such as stickers. uh, uh, I believe uh, the girls that had a talking friend about wrestling have a shirt up up there. So go check out countonpod.com slash store where you can get a whole ton of fun merch. And uh, go check out our Facebook page, countonpod.com. Go check out our Facebook page. (laughs) Go check out our Facebook page, Count Out, a wrestling podcast network, uh, where we just started posting some updates over there. We're kind of new to Facebook, so we're not really used to it yet, but we're getting the hang of it. Uh, So go give us a go. Go check us out over there as well. Uh, is there anything I'm missing? I don't think so. Go check out all the other fun shows here on the Canada Network, such as Your Dose of Death, How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, uh, and Ring Post Radio, and Happy Hour. Uh, a lot, a lot of cool stuff happened on the network. If, uh, if maybe, if hey, maybe if we, me and Zach over here at Indie Waters aren't your cup of tea, we have uh, plenty of other podcasts that might be. So stick around and hang out, and, uh, you know, stay subscribed. We appreciate you being here. Facts. <laughs> uh Zach, any personal plugs? No. Me neither. So that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a, gi- a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Count Out Podcast.